Hi, everyone. Welcome to EDF 3234, Applied Foundations of Education. I'm Kate Jordan, and I will be your instructor for this course. Um, I'll introduce myself in class, and if you're listening to this after Tuesday, then you already know me. But uh, just a quick background about me and this course. Um, I love educational psychology and learning theories, and I love applying them to teaching. Everything that we do in the classroom, the library, the PE field, the band room, anytime we interact with students or create experiences for students, we should be following best practices. And what does best practice mean? You'll hear that a lot if you haven't already. So best practices are the practices or strategies that we know work. And how do we know they work? Because other teachers, academics, and psychologists have tested them and used data or what we call empirical evidence to support them. Think about when you go to the doctor and they prescribe you new medication. Let's say for our purposes, you have strep throat. The doctor doesn't just whip up a random concoction in the back office. They're going to look at your chart and make an informed decision based on your history, allergies, all that. And so you'll get penicillin or amoxicillin, something similar. They are prescribing you a treatment that has been tested on thousands, millions of people. And if it has been tested, if they found some miracle new mega antibiotic and you're the one they're testing it on, you know that going in. You know you're in an experiment. But in education, in the classroom, often we don't follow the newest research or empirical evidence. There are plenty of practices that are rampant in today's schools that have been shown to not only be ineffective, but sometimes can even be harmful to students. And we continue to do them because that's how we were taught. It may even be how you were taught at this university because guess what? That's how your professors were taught. So going back to the doctor scenario, how angry would you be if you found out that the doctor who was treating your strep throat was giving you an antibiotic that has been proven for 10 years to be totally ineffective against that disease? What if they gave you a medication that has never been tested for strep throat and there's no evidence that will even cure it? What if they did that to your kid? So that's what can happen to our children and their brains if we don't apply what we know about child development, education, pedagogy, which is the theory and practice of teaching, and cognition to our teaching practices. Just like it would be harmful if your kindergartner or sixth grader or high schooler didn't receive treatment based on current medical standards and practices, they shouldn't be taught using teaching practices that are outdated or not based in research and child development. So that's what this course aims to do. This semester, we will look at three aspects of educational psychology, students, learning and motivation, and teaching and assessment. Much of what we talk about will be covered in other courses in the program. Program, but we will be looking at these topics through the lens of child development. How do instruction, behavior management, motivation, and assessment impact child development, and how are they impacted by child development? Like I said, I'm passionate about this subject. Um, my background is in English education, but I have degrees in gifted and creative education as well as instructional design and performance technology, which both focus on learning theory and fostering growth and optimum learning, engagement, and performance. So I'm excited to get started, and I hope you enjoy the format of the course. A little bit about that. I hope you've all read your syllabus, but we are going to try a quasi-flipped classroom this semester. Another passion of mine in the education field is introducing multimedia in meaningful ways. Normally, a flipped classroom has videos, which I also love and may throw in from time time, but I like the idea of podcasting because you can listen on the go. In my own courses, I find myself listening to the lecture while doing something else, then going back to the slides if needed, so sometimes the video is unnecessary. Each week, you'll have a podcast to listen to. My goal is to keep these short. To go over about the 15-minute mark, we may break them into two. Some weeks, we are covering two chapters, so there will definitely be two episodes for you to listen to, but I'll try my best to stay short and sweet. You'll listen to the podcast before coming to class, then we'll have a discussion or do an activity based on the content. I'll include the transcript of the podcast if you need or prefer that, and there's also a slide deck for each module or chapter. Uh, module We'll also have a quiz that is graded, but you can take it as many times as needed to get 100 or whatever grade you're comfortable with. We will be following the textbook pretty faithfully regarding subject matter, but I don't expect you to read chapter each chapter word for word. Skim the big stuff, look at the summary at the end of the chapter, review the key terms. If you do that, 
listen to the podcast, take the quiz and read over the slide decks and you're still confused about a concept, then go back and read that section in depth. But please don't feel like you have to open your book on page one and read straight through to the end. Each chapter also has some guidelines for teachers that are generally great advice. I don't agree with everything the book says, but nine times out of 10, those are worth your time. And I'll attempt to point out when I find something I disagree with or that I found doesn't work well in practice. So let's get started. Thank you.